This week's episode of Tea with Queen and Jay is sponsored by TeasByG.com. TeasByG is a cannabis beverage company offering full-spectrum hemp tea bags, honey, matcha and Jamaican hot cocoa for the exhausted and overworked. TeasByG creates products for people who are interested in the benefits of whole plant consumption with all the components of the hemp plant, including terpenes and other phytonutrients. No sugar, no additives, no ingredients you can't pronounce. Even their tea bags are natural. That's Teas by G.com for a blend that works for you. This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, the country is on fire. Celebrities are talking out of turn instead of turning to their local organizers. Niggas is moving to Ghana. White protesters are centering themselves and we are not okay. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Tea with Queen and Jay. Yo. Yeah. What is up? Um, nothing was up with you. Bad times. <laughs> lots, of, <laughs> lots of bad times. Lots of bad times. Lots of bad times. Lots of trying I, times. I trying times, traumatizing times, a uh, whole lot of bad. You know, the, the universe is testing me. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone. Testing You're not me. alone. It's a lot. It's a lot. You know. Uh-huh. Yep. But, um... um. Okay. I'm still here. <laughs> We're still here. 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 Welcome to, to Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. Jay. Yo. I needed that owl. I did need that owl as well. Yeah. That was a clean. Let's get another cleansing yes. owl going. You ready? Yes. You ready? Cleansing owl. One, two, three. Ow. Ow. Ooh. Okay. Chef. Wow. Wow. The ghetto. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> If you'd like to follow along with the conversation being had on this podcast, you can use the hashtag T with QJ. You can use that on all the social medias, your Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the places where you are listening, where you are communicating. Use T with Queen and J. We see those tweets. We see those posts. And also you can communicate with other people using the hashtag. You can also use the hashtag pod in P-O-D-I-N. And that is a now listening hashtag that lets other people know, other people using that hashtag know that you are listening to Tea with Queen and Jay and it helps them discover the podcast. In terms of our social medias, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Tea with QJ. We're on Facebook and Tumblr, Tea with Queen and J. And you can always send us your T mail at Tea with Queen and J at gmail.com. Send your questions, comments from the mundane to the serious. Send the mundane send me, to J. Yeah, send me all your foolish foolishness. I want it. And uh, all the serious questions you can send to Queen. But anyway, all that is Tea with Queen and J at gmail.com. This episode is a spot of tea episode. Spot of tea episodes just have less segments, but same amount of show, same amount of popping, same amount of amazing tea with Queen and Jay. That is right, yo. Let's do some libations in these trying times. <laughs> now more than ever. 
In every episode, we like to start with libations. These are things that are giving us black as black joy. We pour some out for the homies, the people, places, and things that are keeping our lives. (sighs) I'm still here. here. Um, I'll start. I'm going to start mm-hmm. with libations. So I'm pouring libations for all the protesters in the streets right now. So all the protesters, the ones who are walking, the ones who are destroying property, the ones who are bringing supplies for people on the ground, the street medics out here taking care of one another, mm-hmm. just everybody who is sacrificing themselves, who are who's risking COVID to bring light Word. and to bring bring the noise. And bring the motherfucking ruckus because it's necessary. It is. Yeah. So I wanted to pour libations for all the protesters and I wanted to pour libations also for a lot of the young folks who are carrying the burden of being in the streets right now. Libations to them as well. It's important that there are young people on the ground. Like a lot of us can't and don't have the knees. physical spoons. <laughs> the knees. We don't got knees no more. We don't got knees <laughs> to be out there, even though there are older people yeah, out there are. in the streets. And if it wasn't Rona, maybe I'll be outside. Yeah, maybe there'd be more folks out there. Mm-hmm. But we need the youth and we appreciate the youth out there getting shit done, taking care of one another and all that shit. So, yeah. So libations to all protesters protesting in the name of black lives. What? I like that. What are you pouring libations for this week? I am pouring libations for the most recent episode of Insecure. I'm not going to say like what it was about or anything like that, but it really was a really good episode that made mm. me feel good, especially with the fucking week that blackness had last week. Right. Um, it was just right. nice to just like feel good and watch feel good mm. television. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. watch something that's just so not connected to what's like happening right now was really good. Felt really good. Nice seeing black people on TV, just like having a, a nice night. You know what I mean? Having a good time, <sighs> being well lit. Yes. It was just looking like, gorgeous, gorgeous, cracking jokes. Each other's company. Having it was fun. Perfect. It was just it was, it was exactly what I needed. I don't know how mm-hmm. that timing worked out. For it to just be the episode where it was just all about, like, luxuriating and, like, love and, like, care Mm. and shit Mm. like that. It just was just, I really appreciate it. I needed it. I'm going to watch it again. It's just, like, I need to revisit this feeling because Mm. all of my other TV shows are kind of, like, people murdering people and stuff. So, (laughs) like, all of the other things I'm watching. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to watch that episode again this week when I'm, like, kind of in my head. I'll probably just watch that so I could, like, escape into some other, like, Mm -hmm. lighthearted, really nice shit. Because it was just, like, all this week. But libations to the last episode of Insecure. Y'all a real one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was it was good to find an escape. Yes. Um, into a little bit of black joy. Yes, so that was dope. exactly. That was dope. So that's my libation. I have one more libation, mm-hmm. and that is for queering the curve. That's a resource list put together by John Pena. Their Instagram is at Reina Project and Y-R-E-I-N-A-P-R-O-J-E-C-T-N-Y. And queering the curve is a. This is from the actual 
resource list. This is a non-exhaustive resource list of political, social, and healing tools and resources that were made with offerings inspired by our conversation during Queering the Curve and some that I've used to heal and educate myself in the last year and hope they bring you all affirmations and healing. So again, this was produced by John Pena and they have included on this Queering the Curve resource list, there are general resources Mm -hmm. for covid Farming and gardening resources, COVID conversations, podcasts, there are panels on here, there are meditation apps, digital community programming, transformative justice and harm prevention resources. It's all kind of shit on this list. Oh, and we were included in the podcast portion. So thank you so much for that, John. We mm-hmm. appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh, look at us. Yeah, it's a super cute list. Now is the time to be like diving into resources that you didn't know that you needed before so we will leave the link to that resource list in the show notes it's an honor to be included in that so thank you again and that's at Raina project ny on instagram word all right so normally during this time on the show we talk about ways in which you can financially support tea with queen and j podcast ways that you can support us non-monetarily but we think at this time it's important that we highlight what you can do to support folks on the ground protesting Mm -hmm. folks participating in the uprising around the country so we are highlighting bailout funds and petitions We recently donated as a podcast, we donated to the Louisville bailout fund and we donated to the Brooklyn bailout fund. There are funds happening across the country. Our suggestion, a lot of these bailout funds, depending on where they are and the the amount of attention they receive, a lot of folks support them and then they no longer need donations for that particular fund and suggest that you donate to another fund. We're going to provide a resource list and then we suggest that you, whichever one you choose to donate, check and see what the status statuses of that fund so that you're not donating to something that um, they've already reached their goals at that time yeah. right reached their goal already so these are some of the bailout funds that are listed in the resource link that jay just mentioned so there is let's, sorry let's give a little bit of i guess background um for anyone who's been living under an absolute fucking rock they don't listen to this podcast <laughs> You probably don't listen to this podcast. (laughs) But what I have noticed, I have noticed that since this uprising, we do have a lot of new non-black listeners and non-black followers who are trying to be more tapped in and more involved in the world around them. So I will say that if you were living under a rock and now you're listening to TV Queen and J podcast, the bailout funds are for, again, those who are being arrested while fighting for our rights on the ground and shit like that. So we, no one should have to come out of their own pocket to bail themselves out in, in their fight in our fight for freedom. Okay. And so we encourage, especially we encourage white folks to donate to these funds because all this is your fault. So (laughs) donate to these (laughs) funds, get us out of jail. That is the expectation because a lot of this burden continues to fall on black folks. And so we make money and then we put that money back into getting us, out of jail or getting us out of debt or getting us out of whatever fucking financial oppression white supremacist patriarchal capitalism has us under and so it's a vicious cycle and so we encourage white folks if you hear this shit pick a fucking bailout fund and donate to that shit yes so i'm just going to go through the list of some of these organizations that you can donate money to most of them are bailout funds um some of them are organizations that provide services for protesters or people who are participating in these uprisings in other ways. 
So the Black Visions Collectives, this one I think is really important because it is a Black-led, queer, and trans-centering organization. And we have to think about if queer folks, trans folks in particular, are protesting, if they are arrested, they are probably going to be in a cell with the misgendered population. Like if you're right. a trans- oftentimes they're misgendered, yep, yes. they're put in the wrong cell, and they're dealing with a fucking nut. Exactly. So like... We want to make sure that they have money to be bailed out as soon as possible if they are in the streets and are um, arrested. That is a really high-risk population to be in the streets. So I like that it's at the top of the list, too. Like, get that shit at the top. Reclaim the Block, and this is organizers in Minneapolis community, and they're pulling money together to bail people out and also for legal action if they are arrested. North Star Health Collective, this is a collective of physicians, healers, herbalists, doulas, things like that, people who can provide services to the community, who are a part of the uprising, protesting, and things like that. Black Lives Matter, if you don't know what that organization is, um, stop, stop the podcast and do your fucking Googles, because that's just mm-hmm. would be fucking ridiculous. But that is a place you can donate to help support the cause. The official George Floyd Memorial Fund, the funding that was being collected to bail folks out who were protesting for him, that one, they're asking us to not fund that anymore, to distribute our funds to everyone else. But this particular one is like a GoFundMe for his family so that they can, they need money, shit. (laughs) Like, I don't even need to explain Mm -hmm. that. They need those folks Mm -hmm. need money. The Innocence Projects, and that helps to exonerate folks who are a part of the prison industrial complex. It helps to exonerate folks through DNA testing. So I think that is something that is good to donate to. National Bailout. National Bailout is a black-led and black-centered collective of prison abolitionists, jail abolitionists, bail abolitionists who want to kind of eliminate that system. These people help you get lawyers, help bail you out and shit like that on a national level. Louisville Community Bail Fund, that is for the folks who are protesting in Louisville. Breonna Taylor is a black woman murdered by the police as well. So that is funding to bail out folks in Louisville who are protesting and trying to get her murderers arrested because they have not been arrested. Chicago Community Bond Fund, and that is because people are protesting in Chicago, getting arrested, things like that, so we can bail those folks out. Atlanta Solidarity Fund, another bailout fund for folks in Atlanta who are Protesting, the Liberty Fund is one for New Yorkers who are protesting against white supremacy. It's not even just police violence against white supremacy. There's a Philadelphia Bill Fund in this as well. The Bill Project is one that's on a national level. So that's helping lots of folks, not just these city center ones like I'm presenting here. Minnesota Freedom Fund. That is a bailout fund as well. Brooklyn Community Bail Fund. Um, I believe that's the one we did. Actually, it is the one we did. And that's to bail out folks who were demonstrating in New York. In New York City, each borough has its own court system. So that's why there's like a New York City one. We don't have a Bronx one on this list, but there will be a, probably a separate Bronx one because all of those, mm-hmm. or each borough has its own kind of court system just for folks who don't understand New York. Right. I believe Brooklyn is capped out right now. They met their goal. So if you wanted to donate to a New York one, just find another one in New York. Yeah. Or there's another New York one in this list, but give to Philly. Like, it doesn't have to be... Right. Give to Atlanta. Give to, you know, like, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. give to those mm-hmm. folks. There's also a list on this link that we have for certain petitions to sign because we're trying to get other officers arrested for other 
um, murders, crimes. There's a White House petition in here, a petition for Breonna Taylor, like I mentioned before, and other folks. So I think it's a good place for you to go. If you don't know what to do, how to contribute, whatever, this is a good start to do all of those things. For George Floyd and that particular fund, I did kind of want to spell it out a little bit okay. because I feel like in addition to the fact that their family lost him for no reason, in addition to funeral costs, in addition to just generally dealing with the mourning of, and grieving of losing a loved one in this unjust way, they also, because of the incident, because of the national spotlight, because of the unjust nature of the way that his life was taken, there are legal fees. There are all type of things yeah. that like we yeah. don't want the family to exactly. have to worry about. Yeah. We don't want George Floyd's family or any family of a victim of police brutality or white vigilanteism or white supremacy. We don't want them to have to think, oh, you know what? I actually want to do this extra investigation, but we can't, can't afford, afford it. it. We don't want them to have to think about any of that shit. Exactly. So these funds are extremely important. It's really not just about throwing money to grieving families. It's like they're doing shit. They have shit to do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the lives of their loved ones are being leveraged in this battle for um, black lives. Yeah. And we want to make sure that they don't have to worry about like anything like this shouldn't come at a cost to them financially yeah really they've already shouldn't. paid they've the already paid cost. the fuck a fuck enough you know mm-hmm. we wanted to note that you should not we do not suggest that you donate to any fundraisers associated with sean king it's just always something fishy over there <laughs> if you yeah. um google sean king and you look into some of these things you probably see articles pop up if you want to look into that we're not going to get extensively into that here but we would suggest that you not donate to anything that is attached to Sean King. Of course, all this stuff is alleged, but we want to make sure that people are actually getting the services that you are paying money for. So, right, right. and and we know that there are a lot of um, there are a lot of people who get information via Sean King, and there are a lot of people for whom. If Sean King didn't post something, they wouldn't hear about it because he's the only social justice person that they follow. So that's whatever it is. So if you're one of those people, you know, do whatever. But in terms of money, do not give Sean King your money. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just it's too cloudy around that. It's too cloudy around and it and not he still has a huge following. He'll get it from somebody else. OK, so yeah. you don't need to financially invest in, into that movement. It's unnecessary. Also suggested in this link is that please do not donate directly to change.org. The money will not go to the organizers of the petition. So please just donate, I guess, directly to organizations rather than donating through change.org. Yeah, organizations like change.org are larger organizations that actually will gather donations and then filter those donations to a number of other organizations. And at a time like this, when like people are being arrested and things that are happening on the ground are changing from moment to moment, we don't really have the time to wait for change.org to figure out who money is supposed to go to and get that shit distributed. So nothing wrong with organizations like change.org, but for this, it's important that we're giving money directly to those organizations in need and directly to those people on the ground. Yeah, especially now because of COVID and because you are unable to social distance while being in jail or prison, it is helpful to get people out as soon as possible and build them out as soon Mm -hmm. as, as soon as possible because jails are generally overcrowded when we have large demonstrations like this. So we don't got the time. 
And we need the money we to get to these the other organizations quicker than if it's funneled through change.org. Thanks so much for that. Mm-hmm. That was a great list. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay, email us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast, or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team, send us your team mail at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. Um, we actually got um, donation libations this week. Yes, 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 we did. We have, Queen. We got a, a couple of new patrons. Terrell upped their pledge. Thank you, Terrell, the homie. Pinky, Kalila, Ja, Jasmine, Mona, Catherine, and... Thank you, Catherine. And Priya, thank you so much for becoming a patron. Y'all really been coming through with these donations. Definitely. So that's what's up. We also got a lot of PayPals. Our PayPal donations are from Kayla. That's Kayla, right? Yeah, I would say Kayla or Kayla if they're Hawaiian. Um, oh, I like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kayla or Kayla. Carla, Beverly, Sean. We got donations from Max. Um, thank you, Max. Thank you. We got donations from Jai, J.I.V. And J.I.V. says, I love y'all so much. Y'all make a nigga feel normal and y'all are funny as hell. Use this little bit to expand your black joy, especially now with all this white supremacy and trauma flying around in the media. Be safe and stay black. And they gave us yeah. two black fists. And I just want to say that you are, you're normal. You're normal. Yep. You're fucking Back normal. We got another donation from Loki, and Loki says, My COVID came and went, but you two were always with me. Here's some snack money. Regards, Corey or Loki. They got two names because they just popping like that. Yeah. So that's where we got a donation from. Happy that Thank you, you survived the COVID. Facts, yo. Facts. And we're glad that we were there with you, but not with not you. With but you. with you, though, but not, not close enough to get COVID. But with you, though. <laughs> and we're glad you're okay. Yeah. We're glad you're good. La Portia donated. I just want to say that uh, I love your name. So La Portia says, because y'all deserve some good snacks. Thanks for the work you do. XOXO dope queens. That's the homie. And I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce this right. My bad. So it's either Timidia or Timidia. And they say for snacks, for Mm -hmm. podcasting and bringing me black joy. Thank you, all of you who have been donating. Y'all been, like, coming through with the fucking donations. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. We really do appreciate it. like... And if you are somebody who has the guacamole to donate to a bailout fund or any other Black Lives Matter endeavor during this time, if you're somebody who has that money and you also got leftover shits... Our donation links are in the show notes if that is something that you can do. Events! Events. Events. For the past four years, we've thrown an annual Juneteenth kickback. Uh, We do that every year. For anyone who does not know, Juneteenth is the day that slaves in Texas first got word that they were free. So they had already been free for years and had not been given word. Nope. Had not been given word. So that's free labor, more free labor after they should have already been free and emancipated, right? Yeah, yep. still hadn't worked for free. 
So that is the only day that we know that marks the end of slavery and Freedom Day. And so we celebrate that day as liberated black folks, as folks who continue to seek our actual free and true black ass liberation. We celebrate our current level of freedom and we celebrate the hope for absolute true liberation. And it's important to us that we celebrate that shit every year. And so this year we will be doing a Juneteenth virtual kickback on Zoom because we want to keep that tradition of celebrating that shit. So our Juneteenth virtual kickback on Zoom is taking place on June 19th from 9 to 11 p.m. Please save the date. Hopefully by the time we post this episode, we'll have a link where you can RSVP. But either way, save the fucking date. Be sure you're following us on our social media so that you can see when we post that link so that you can RSVP. And then we will send you the link to the Zoom shortly before the event on June 19th from 9 to 11 p.m. We are also going to do uh, what I'm calling tentatively, I'm calling it Black Girl Show and Tell. But it is open to, um, if you're a black girl of any kind, trans, cis, if you're non-binary, but black girl is something that you identify with, you're welcome to join. Also, if you're a black, non-binary, AFAB person, you're welcome to join. I will not be calling it black girl show and tell on the day of, for those of us yeah, who are that's not what the, non-binary that's not what and participating. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just something I thought of. It was like, oh, let's do that or whatever. The point is, I'm not including any men in that. That's that's really all I'm saying. No, soon. so that's what we're doing and you can shoot us an email let us know what you want to bring to show and tell it can be clothes that you made it could be something that you want to model it could be a new hairstyle you're really fucking with Mm -hmm. it can be plants that you've been nurturing while you're in quarantine it could be a song that you wrote or whatever tricks or some shit anything yo let us know let let us know what you want to share with us hit us up on a t-mail tbthqueenandj at gmail.com and let us know what you want to bring to the kick back. So once again, Juneteenth virtual kickback taking place on Zoom, June 19th from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern, our time. So Yes, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. New York time, yeah. EST. Yes. yes. So save the date. We want to hang out with you. We want to see you there. Yes, we do. I want to add to that for folks who are still working. If you can, if you have the... I guess the vacation days, because this is not a national holiday yet, because I'm speaking into existence. If you can, take this day off of work. You deserve a free-ass day where you're not even listening to your supervisor telling you to do anything. You know what I mean? So, if you can, take off work. I think we should, like, reclaim this day in lots of ways. And another way to do that is for your job to know that every June 19th, you ain't going to be there. Hello. So, yeah. So, that's just something I just want to put out there and suggest to folks. Request that day off. That's your day. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. What kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking a ginger turmeric tea. It's really, really good. Mm. Yeah, Delicious. I'm really enjoying it. Yes, I am. Okay. What kind of tea mm-hmm. are you drinking? I am drinking chai tea, and then I have one of Teas by G's tea bags in here that I've been using for the past three days. But it is their rejuvenating CBD tea, and that's teasbyg.com. Yo, check that shit out. Yeah, so check that out. Delicioso. And what are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And then separate from my pronouns, I am not a lady, so please don't call me that or ladies. Yeah. I don't but want that energy. If you're calling me a lady in plural... You're yeah. calling Jay a lady too. Yeah, I don't want any. No <laughs> Keep it to yourself. 
And what do you affirm for uh, yourself? Jesus Christ! This... I don't know. I just it in my Jesus Christ! <laughs> what do you affirm for yourself this week? I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. I affirm that I am enough, which is, I think, I want to affirm that for everyone. You are enough. This was a hard ass week in blackness. Everybody's, yeah. you're enough. You're fucking enough. You're normal. All of that mm-hmm. shit. I affirm that for myself and I affirm that for everyone as well. I want to affirm that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I appreciate the non-trauma with money because that's the, the life I've had. I also <laughs> affirm that I am well-rested. My hair and fashions are popping, which Pop. is actually the truth. Like, I'm fucking popping right now. I'm fucking with this new hair. It's very cute. Thank you. My body and mind are healthy. Healthy. I affirm that I will forever and always stunt on these hoes. Mm-hmm. I love when y'all push that affirmation back anytime I like post a picture of myself or something and y'all are like, yes, yeah, stunting on the hoes. I love that. Keep doing that. I love it. Mm-hmm. I affirm that I will find a healthy sex buddy that will add to my sexual pleasure. <laughs> May have found them. I also affirm that I will have a fruitful and abundant 2020. I affirm that for everyone listening. I affirm that for you, Jay. I affirm that for your families. I affirm yep, that for your yep. friends. I even affirm that for your pets. This will be mm. an abundant ass 2020, regardless of all of this shit is going on. There will be some abundance. Whatever abundance you need, you might need an abundance of money. You might need an abundance of love. You might need an abundance of fucking hair. Who the fuck knows? Whatever you need abundantly, you will receive in 2020. That's right. A bundles of abundance. Word. Word. Lots of it, yo. Lots of it. Yes. What are you affirming for yourself, Jay? I am affirming that whenever or soon, I don't fucking know. I'm affirming that I will have more income, actual income, mad income, yes. and abundance of income. Mm-hmm. I'm affirming that shit. I've been affirming that I'm self-employed and I think that I am. I just don't have money. So I want to affirm some money. I want to affirm that the opportunities that were available to me prior to Quarantino will be available to me again. Mm -hmm. I want to affirm in abundance and in ways that are non-traumatic, in ways that are healthy, in ways that affirm the lifestyle that I want to live. I affirm that my rent is paid. I affirm that it's paid right now. I don't know who paid it. I'm going to affirm that it's paid. (laughs) So I'm thankful for that. I want to affirm that. I affirm intimacy in my friendships. Mm -hmm. I have discovered through all this fucking self-reflection. I knew this about myself before, but I didn't care. But I want to affirm intimacy in my platonic friendships because I am not really somebody that's comfortable with that or really even knows how to do that mm-hmm. all like that. I'm good at it in my romantic relationships because I feel like if you're going to see my vagina that we should be like also like socially intimate. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard for me to be intimate in friendships and I want to get better at that shit because those are the relationships that matter. So I want to affirm that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to affirm mad good sex for when... This is over. Mm -hmm. I want to affirm that shit because that's important. So I want to affirm good sex. I want to affirm feeling sexy. I want to affirm just embodying sex, sensuality, and all of that good shit. I want to affirm thick and luxurious 4C hair. 
because my hair is having a good bounce back but i just want to affirm that and put more of that energy in the you, air you're gonna come out of this with the healthiest skin and hair ever yeah yeah yo. yeah i'm gonna affirm all that shit i want to affirm um i want to affirm peace within the middle east no i'm just <laughs> <laughs> I want to affirm peace within our community, like peace and wholeness and shit like that. And not, uh, not just to clarify, not peace, like stop looting peace. I want to affirm like actual peace. I want to affirm the peace that doesn't make it so that we have to destroy property to get niggas attention. I want to affirm that we're going to get all of the things that we deserve as a community even if we don't see that shit in our lifetime, I'm affirming it. I'm saying it out loud, mm-hmm. like that that shit is going to come for somebody. So I want to affirm that shit. And uh, yeah. And my MacBook, yo. I affirm that too. Okay. <laughs> Can't forget the MacBook. Can't forget. We need supplies. MacBook. We need okay? supplies. Bitches need supplies and paid rent. So <laughs> I want to affirm all of that shit. Yo, I want to affirm all that shit. Oh, dope, dope, dope. All right, all right. So what a fucking shit show everything has been. Oh my gosh. It's always a shit show, but it was just like shittier show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. I want to I want to let's let's get into like a clip that made me feel good and affirmed. Let's get into a nice yes, little read real that. quick before we get into some of this stuff. Mhm. The problem exists because white people think they're better than black people and they want to oppress us and they want us to allow ourselves to be oppressed. This is the big, I agree with you uh, perfectly. This is the basic problem. Then what do you that want white to people uh, think they're better than that I can others? Do. I can't solve the problem. You guys pull the strings at closed schools. You guys draw the boundaries that keep our kids restricted to the ghetto. You guys write up the restrictive covenants that keep us out of houses. So it's up to you to talk to your brothers and your sisters and persuade them that they have a responsibility. We've assumed ours for over 400 years, and we're tired of this kind of stuff now. We're not going to suffer patiently anymore. No more turning the other cheek. No more blessing our enemies. No more praying for those who despitefully use us. We're going to show you that we've learned the lessons you've taught us. We've studied your history, and you did not take over this country by singing, We Shall Overcome. You did not gain control of the world like you have it now by dealing fairly with the man and keeping your word. You're treaty breakers, you're liars, you're thieves, you rape entire continents and races of people. Then you wonder why these very people don't have any confidence or trust in you. Your religion means nothing. Your law is a farce and we see it every day. You demonstrated it in Alabama. And I can say you because you're part of the whole system. You profit from it. In fact, you make your living from it. You couldn't walk around and talk to people, stand up in your pulpit on Sunday and preach nice little songs and say, now we're going to give thanks to the Lord for he is good and old Jesus be among us. As far as we're concerned, your Jesus is contaminated, just like everything else you've tried to force upon us is contaminated. Well, so you uh, can have him. That was Ernie Chambers from the 1966 documentary, A Time for Burning. And um, yeah, it was a cleansing it for me. It was cleansing. So. He read the shit out of that white man. And what you don't Definitely. know, because you can't, it's a visual, but in the video, mm-hmm. in the documentary, he's cutting someone's hair. Casually. <laughs> Casually cutting someone's hair while he's reading that motherfucker. I enjoy stuff like that. I'm not a graceful reader. I'm a mm-hmm. aggressive rah, reader. So when I see people mm-hmm. gracefully read people and just get back to their life like nothing just happened, I just always mm-hmm. admire that. So... 
I just wanted to put like that, that out shit. there. It was a graceful I like ass that. fucking read. So, how are you? In light of <gasps> everything that's like, how, how are you? I am alive. Okay. Um, I don't think I am. I'm trying to not be too present, to be honest. Because it's just so much, but it's hard for me not to. It's, I feel like that Chingy song. Every time I try to leave, something keeps pulling me back, me back. Oh telling goodness. me I need you in my life. Like, I try to stay away. I'm like, try to stay mm-hmm. off social media. I did a little better with that on Saturday, like during the day. And then at night, I was yeah. on, which was, late night was better because it wasn't so much noise. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I could hear social media sometimes. Right. I'm going to be honest and say I feel like a sense of hopelessness. Like, I do see all of this stuff happening, but I've seen this stuff happen a lot. And then I am still going through the same things. And when I say I, I mostly mean we as black people, honestly. Mm -hmm. I'm still going through the same things and feeling the same things. And I know that the process, it's not a short one. It's not an instant one. It's not a whatever. But, like, like my shoulders hurt, (laughs) you know? Like... I I don't know. It's easy to it's easy to feel deflated by this, to feel defeated by mm-hmm. this, and I think this week I kind of felt defeated because it was just like this is just too damn much. This is just mm-hmm. this is this is just a lot. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and it mm-hmm. makes things different because I'm worried yeah. about people out in the street. As a person who has actively protest, and my body, I don't feel like I can right now. But yeah. I would at least want to like be outside helping in some kind of way mm-hmm. right so maybe mm-hmm. i'm not protesting but maybe i'm helping make sandwiches i don't fucking know right so maybe i'm not actively like marching in a protest in ways that i was before but it'd be other ways that i'm helping the cause that requires me to be outside you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that i am not i don't think i'm ready to do that yet yeah so i'm i feel kind of like like, I don't have control. Mm-hmm. So I can't even, like, do the things that I want to do just in my regular life. And then now on top of that, white supremacy is white supremacy. Like, overt, like, just like, you know, just a lot, a mm-hmm. lot, a lot. Yeah, I just, ugh, like, I don't have any control and stuff. So I've just been, like, a lot of weed this week. <laughs> and, like... Well, for social media, I muted a lot of words so that I don't mm-hmm. see certain things. Y'all are wilding with the videos. For me, that's a lot. Yeah. Y'all are wilding the fuck out with these fucking videos. Um, so I muted a lot of words so that certain videos wouldn't pop up. So like protests, mm-hmm. I don't see that. Right. Riot, I don't see that. Uprising, I don't see because usually there's a video attached or there's no. Mm-hmm. I can't mute videos on Twitter, so that's the mm-hmm. way that I'm remedying that, like muting a lot of those words. And I think it's important for me to make sure that I think that we're because of social media, we all think we have to know something all the fucking time. Mm. And if we think about our lives before social media, the ones who can't think about that because a lot there's folks who don't know life before that. Yeah, we like tapped into the news. The news wasn't following us the way social media is. Like from the eight o'clock news to the twelve o'clock news, not a whole bunch has changed. But for some right. reason we think that we by the minute we have to like fucking know everything. That's why another reason why I muted a lot of the words. If I need an update, I'm gonna Google for the update. And mm-hmm. I, I'm already in a mindset to get into that news versus I'm 
you know, on Twitter or Instagram and I'm looking at the, you know, the artwork or the person with plants that I follow that all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's a fucking video of of someone getting beat up during the uprisings or whatever, you know, shit like right. that. That is, that's the part that's been kind of like overwhelming for me because it's like in my house. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just don't feel like I have a lot of control. A lot of it feels really different. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot. How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. I am feeling also, I really do hate to use the language of hopelessness, but like to be honest, I don't know if it's hopeless or if it is the reality that it does feel like this is going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the until is. Like, I know that this is going to keep happening. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the until is until this, because this is different and this is not the same uprising that took place during Ferguson. This is not the same uprising that took place during Trayvon Martin. Like these uprisings are more intense. There's more property damage where we're seeing a different level of intensity, I think. And so maybe this is the until, you know what I'm saying? But it does feel like this is going to keep happening. And I think that in different circles of black people, you know, everybody has their own idea on what the solution is. Solution, solution, solution. And I don't really see that solution shit as something that black folks can just do and just make the solution. Mm-hmm. I think that a part of that that process of influencing change has to do with what's happening now, has to do with like an uprising, has to do with property damage, has to do with this level of attention, this level of like hyper awareness hyper awareness yes so i don't want to call it hopelessness but i do i do feel like this is going to keep happening until and i just don't know what that until is and maybe the until is now but i have i have also been feeling because of covid feeling like yeah i can't it's for me it's not on the table for me to decide. Like, I feel like if there was no COVID, I could decide, do I want to be in the streets like yeah, I was last exactly. time? I could decide mm-hmm. if if being in the streets is not what I want to do. Like, if I don't want to do that again, how do I want to show up this time? Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? And I feel like I can't really have that internal dialogue because I need to not catch COVID so that I can go and take care of my grandmother when I need to take care of her. You know what I'm saying? And so that dealing with that in the midst of COVID has been more, it's made it more intense. Mm -hmm. It's made it more challenging. We've talked about this before prior to the uprising. We've talked about how everything feels more intense. So I'm feeling everything everything more intensely. And we always felt the grief of these losses to our community we've always dealt with that but i feel like i feel the negligence and neglect of white people more i feel the dismissiveness of my non-black poc acquaintances and friends i feel the elitism of black folks who are like we just got to get some money together and get out of here. I feel <laughs> all of that shit more intensely uh-huh. right now. And so it's just making everything really 
different. But yeah, I feel tired. I knew that we would be able to do a podcast because we're going to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. But it did feel like before this, like, yo, what the fuck are we going to talk about, yo? Because I'm tired. Niggas is tired. Mad tired. Niggas is tired, we, so we, like we what? We was tired last week, and it was we was tired last episode week, talking about how we was tired. Yeah, and it was just because someone said something stupid. <laughs> right, right. So it's a it's a lot, it's a lot, and um, it's a lot. It is. It's like there's a lot of agency removed mm-hmm. from me. Is how I feel because of COVID and because as. Free as I am, right? Because I do, I am a free person and I have freedom. Then there's things that remind me that, am I really that free? <laughs> you right. know, so I, I create this freedom for myself because that's, that's how I, the person I am. And I just have to mm-hmm. live in that way. But then something like last week happens and then it's just like, is you really that free? <laughs> right. Like we know that at any given time we could get it. Yeah. We know that that could happen yeah. to us at any given time. We could go outside and we could get it. And we do all of these things to assert our own freedom and dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, like within ourselves and find ways to exist. For example, one of the ways that I think that you and I have been able to reduce our feeling of not being free Mm -hmm. and increase our feeling of liberation is really not fucking with white people in the ways that a lot of people fuck with white people. I've been watching on a timeline Black folks that I know crying crying about what their white friends are doing or not doing. Yeah. And 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 that's no that's no shade to them, but like I don't have enough white friends in my life to be disappointed by what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And Same. that is that's intentional. Same. That was an intentional strategic thing yep. that I did to help increase my feeling of freedom in this world and in this life. Yep. And the white, the white quote unquote, the white friends that I do have. They're just very few. They're just very few really to even matter in this realm or for me to even like think about, Mm -hmm. you know? So, but that again, that's something that we have created for ourselves to really increase our feeling of freedom in this, in this world that we're living in. And it's not, it's not actual freedom, you know? Yeah. It's like theorized freedom. Right. You know? Right. And yeah, it's just a lot. Did you want to go into your 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 ain't yeah. shit friends? My ain't shit <laughs> friends. My ain't shit friends. <laughs> so, like I said, I don't have enough Anglo-Saxon friends to be disappointed by their behavior during this time. Mm-hmm. I, and I have I have seen a lot of wacky white behavior the white people are not okay white liberals are not okay right they're really now not, the, the, they're not they're okay really, they're scrambling i've yeah they're scrambling i've seen it but i haven't been hurt by it because i stopped being friends with them a long time ago mm-hmm. so i'm not hurt by them but what i have been hurt by are the non-black poc folks in my life who i have allowed to be to continue to be close to me because they're not white mm-hmm. and they have been wildly disappointing they have been i guess just revealing how ignorant to my experience as a black person on this planet they are and the reason why it's disappointing is because most of those people i've known since i was 17 years old and like what the fuck 
what the fuck? Yeah. So it's like things that they are coming into awareness of now are things that I've already told them. Mm-hmm. I've already said yeah. or 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 they were present when I was experiencing whatever oppression or racism I was experiencing. It's been talked about. And it really kind of just the fact that they're coming just coming into some of that awareness now makes it clear to me that they have thought that me and all of the other, I'm not the only, they're only black friends. Yeah. These are POC folks, non-black POC folks who have mad black friends. And it just makes it clear to me that they think that they're black friends or they've always thought their black friends are liars, that we are, black folks are just natural exaggerators about our pain, mm-hmm. that we are not to be believed and that our non-black POC friends will believe a, a white stranger and what they've told, what white people have told them about blackness yeah. and about our experience mm-hmm. before they will believe their actual black friends who they supposedly love and fuck with. I had non-black POC friends who are just now understanding racism's attachment to power and how those those two things coincide and, and them not being black is not an excuse because... All that I've done, all I do is talk about race. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's what I do. And so to have spent time with me and again, as just one of their many black friends to have spent time with me, to know me, to have conversed with me, to know of my experience in this world and to just now, because you're in quarantine and you have less other shit to do and we're all hyper-focused on everything that's happening in the world right now, like you're just now connecting those dots. It just tells me that you have been dismissing the experiences of the black people in your life. And that's, it's really hard as a friend. Like these are people who I know they're just coming to these realizations because they're comfortable with sharing that to me with me because we're friends. And it's hard for me to reconcile your dismissiveness of me as a black person with like, me also trying to show up and still be your friend and still allowing you to be vulnerable in this way because it's there's a there's an anti-blackness in this vulnerability that i'm trying to show up for it's an anti-black anti-blackness and i think it's also in their eyes you were special black so like Mm. all of these other all of this other black stuff didn't like apply to janesia because she don't act like them she don't do, you know, like I think, I think that in their mind they separated you from other black. People. Well, me and all of their other black friends. Yeah, but I your other black, black friends friend. aren't like you. <laughs> well, right from there's, college, there's that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't get how you disconnect that much of who you are. Like, how do you dismiss? Like everything about you has been dismissed based on like what you mm-hmm. said. You talk about race all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally how we bonded as friends because we mm-hmm. both were always talking about like for race. absolutely no reason. I don't need a reason. <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean. So it's just yeah. like how do you know someone for that many years and just just have dismissed so much of their identity? Mm-hmm. Like were you mm-hmm. were you just a black friend or were you right. like this whole right. person? Because those mm-hmm. are huge pieces of your identity that seem to have just totally been dismissed. I had another friend who. After the incident with Amy Cooper lying on Christian Cooper in the park Mm -hmm. to have him murdered when she called the police. Yeah. I reposted because I'm not posting and I don't want to engage with these people on this shit. But I reposted somebody else's shit about it on Facebook. And one of my non-black POC friends responded and said that white people need to realize that when they call the cops on black people, they're putting them in danger. 
everything about that video of Amy Cooper calling the police, the whole video demonstrates that she How called the police it. intentionally weaponized it to have the police show up and do something bad to yeah. him, which is why she was crying on the phone, which is why she was lying on the phone. But all of that is in the video, right? So if you as a non-black POC person could look at that video and not see the intentional harm that this white woman was looking to cause, because from your vantage point, Racism is never intentional and white people are never really trying to do something yep. to harm black folks mm-hmm. unless they say nigger, unless they're actually hanging them, unless they're wearing a Klan hood and you have mad black friends. On top of the fact that you watch this video, you're not a non-black POC person who's never met a black person. You have mad black friends in your life. So where, why is the disconnect is still happening? Because... Even your black friends are lying. You believe your black friends are lying. Not just black people in general. You are so anti-black that even the black people and your friends are lying. And and I really do wish that it was just one or two non-black POCs that are just don't know how to act right now. But it's not. It's not. I had another friend who, because all this is happening and because we're all hyper aware and hypersensitive right now, hyper tapped into shit, there was something that she had done or said to me maybe a year ago that rubbed me really funny as a black friend. Mm-hmm. She said that she had just, she, she watched a movie so about some black me. girls so and she called me to say, oh my God, yo, I finally understand what black girl magic means before. I never understood it before and I always felt left out. She is a extremely light-skinned Puerto Rican, uh, like J-Lo style Puerto Rican, mestizo. So like there may be white people who look at her and think that she's like white, but I don't know why anyone would do that, but not at all black. Yeah. And well, your racial IQ is different as a New Yorker, you know? Yes, that too. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. So J-Lo Puerto Rican, I would say. And um, acknowledging, you know, she acknowledges African ancestry, but she's not, she's not Afro-Latinx. Bronx girl magic. Remember J-Lo said that? Oh God, I remember that. Let's not introduce that level of violence into this. Yeah, but, but yeah, but we've known each other since we were 17, right? And so... For you to now in our 30s call me like you just had this revelation about black girl magic and how you always felt left out from it before. And like that rubbed me mad funny. That rubbed me wild funny. And she was basically saying, yes, yeah, like there's no place for black girls anywhere else. And da, 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 da. But, there was, but there wasn't a place for us since we were 17. And since you knew all of us black girls that that, you know, and all the other black people that, you know, in your life ever. So anyway, in the moment, it really was a lot to process. It was hurtful. I was mad that she had called me to tell me this revelation. Um, like it felt call? like it, it was a whole like phone call. Voice, for this. Like it wasn't even just like a text. Yeah, no, it was a whole entire phone call. Oh. And it bothered me. It bothered me. And it was just something I held. I was like, okay, the older we get, the more conversations we have, the more that I learned that, okay, this is like, like a white person. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And... And I think when you grow up in the Bronx and we're all melding together as children as a, and as teens and shit like that, like the energy is, it's different. And yes, she and Fat Joe, they are white people. And it, it's, it's been a lot to process. So anyway, I brought this shit up to her. She apologized for hurting me and then said that we have never discussed race. None of her black friends have ever discussed their experiences with her as black women which is an absolute lie. She said it twice in this written apology and that just added to the whole dismissiveness of all of it. 
And then when I told her that that was dismissive and that there was, I, I did say that she was being white, which she took wild offense to. And then there was all of the fragility. There was all of the, you don't, you don't know me when you're ready to have a, a no, productive conversation. No, we could do you that. Don't know like me. I wasn't exactly, exactly. You don't like know I wasn't me. already having a productive <laughs> conversation. You don't know me. No, right. no, you don't know me. I feel attacked. There was all of that shit. And then, and then she disappeared, right? So there was that. I say all that to say that non-black POCs are being wild disappointing. People posted on Facebook, uh, not saying shit about the injustice or the fact that police officers can kill black folks with no repercussions, but then taking time to talk about the looting. Yeah. It's been a huge disappointment and everybody can see you and I don't fuck with you and I don't want to be your friend. Yeah, and it's remember. exhausting. I'm gonna remember. I mm-hmm. did. I did say all the non-black people who are quiet, we see you. Like we gonna remember mm-hmm. this. Then mm-hmm. y'all started saying stuff, and it was like, oh wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. <laughs> Stop it! Stop no, it! Be no. quiet, y'all. Y'all just give us your money because y'all <laughs> are wilding. They were wilding. Yeah, they were wilding. I am sorry you had to go through that on a personal level. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. And for those amount of years, since you yeah. were a child, yep. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for people to say, people who have known you since childhood, teenagehood, whatever you call that shit, adolescence, and to be like, this just totally dismiss you mm-hmm. in that way is just like, mm-hmm. <sighs> that shit is gross. Those are fighting words, actually. They should be happy that it's COVID and you should not be... <laughs> same space as them because like mm-hmm. how how do you how do you not <laughs> i'm laughing because it makes me feel so uncomfortable but like mm-hmm. how do you not know a person yeah how do you like what you never talk to me about race what even okay let's 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 play the game let's play the game let's just play the game right okay. let's say you've never talked to them about race Okay, which is we you and I know is impossible. It's impossible. Right? Okay. okay, okay. Me and Jay met working retail. Why the fuck were we talking about race? Waffle for, shirt. for what? For what? For what? <laughs> Come on, casually. I talk about it with anyone. Casually, mm-hmm. okay. So, mm-hmm. But let's play the game. Okay. You don't talk about race ever. You have a whole podcast that you've been doing for six years, mm-hmm. where we call ourselves race nerds. Mm-hmm. How do people not? <laughs> I don't know. That you that you promote often, that you talk mm-hmm. about. You talk about it so much that people thought you were self-employed before you were self-employed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Don't, yeah. They lying. Yeah. Yeah, I told her that. I told her that. I'm calling bullshit on that. This is a lie. Don't say it to me again. <laughs> like. I don't know. What? That was lying? And they were gaslighting you. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. It's a lot of gaslighting going on. We're tired of your shit. Yeah. I I also just saw a lot of white people just saying the wrong thing. All my social media whites were quiet. No, actually, I had some who were talking, but they had sense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they were were talking to white people. They knew that they should be talking to white people. Don't talk to Mm -hmm. me. Talk to your motherfuckers. (laughs) So that, that, that was like kind of refreshing or well, i did see some like white folks from high school who were like not their own posts but arguing with people in posts mm-hmm. and it was always be white people and they're like nah you know like on that shit so yeah. i did like seeing that energy 
But some of y'all black folks really love capitalism. <laughs> they love it so much. They love it so much. They love it hard. hard. They love it hard, yo. I just want to say that you're the police. If you care more about property and goods than people, then you're the police too. Because that's what they mm-hmm. care about too. Gucci ain't did shit to y'all. Y'all can say whatever y'all want to say. They racist, whatever. I don't want to hear that shit. They ain't did shit to y'all. They ain't did nothing to you. Let it smile. They do nothing to you. So that that, <laughs> that actually brought me a little bit of black joy. It was so fucking absurd. Okay? That, that brought me black joy. That was so fucking ridiculous. <gasps> that was so ridiculous. So if you don't know who that was, that was Shekana. She is currently on Love & Hip Hop, and she was formerly on a show with Toya. Tiny. Thank you. Oh, she was on, was she on with Toya too? Mm-hmm. That's, that's Tiny's hairdresser. They did have a show where they were like, okay. did a road trip and doing, I never watched it, but they did have another show. Oh, okay. But she's been on a few reality shows, basically, is yeah. what, what that yeah. is about. Mm-hmm. And um, she the she the feds like <laughs> yeah. How are you just passionately yeah. crying like that about the Gucci stuff? We should not be crying over property. We should not be crying over property, especially not the Gucci store. We not that's not even like a black mom and pop <laughs> shop. You crying over Gucci? She wasn't crying. Crying over Lennox yeah, Mall? Like, what the fuck? She wasn't crying over what's that restaurant in eight in Atlanta that's a popular like, slutty vegan? Like she wasn't uh-huh. like crying over like some known black business. She wasn't crying over like she was crying over Gucci. Yeah. She wasn't crying. Yeah, over, that was a lot. She wasn't even crying over some business that maybe have been in Atlanta since she was a kid. And it's like, no, you know, mm-hmm. like, because there's some nostalgic. It right. was fucking Gucci. Gucci. Fendi. Gucci. Gucci goes on sale. That's all I like saying that. Okay. White supremacist <laughs> patriarchal capitalism is based on property over people. Yes. Okay. And so in this system where people don't matter, and black people and our lives don't matter. And all that matters is how much we can offer the state, yep. whether it be in our free labor in prison uh, or dead. Yeah. Or dead. It's, it's like we don't serve a purpose. And so destroying property gets attention. Destroying property makes people uncomfortable. People are destroying what this country values and this country values things. This country values property over people. So Mm -hmm. nobody should be using their social media time to cry over the destruction of property. At all. Especially being a black person where the capital of this country was literally made off of your body. You should not give a fuck about a property, a good or nothing in the context of being a black American. Because right. you are a property and a good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And once you're mm-hmm. not your goodness or your your whatever commodity you bring to right. the country is over, then you're disposable. Mm-hmm. So why would you mm-hmm. ever care and cry about fucking Gucci? Yeah. No, it doesn't make sense. An insured store, an insured business that has lots of stores that mm-hmm. like, you know, like, come on, calm down. Mm-hmm. what i will say about the destruction of property in this era during these uprisings are when we were protesting 
there are always plants. There are always people there who are not really protesters. Yes. There are always undercover cops. Yep. There are always white people who you don't understand. You don't know necessarily what their intentions are. Some of them are plants. Some of them are fucking white people who are really there just for the fun and don't understand Damn, the purpose. Yeah. Some have genuine intentions. Some are white and have genuine intentions, but they're also they're fucking white, right? And so some of them just enjoy a riot because they won the hockey game. Mm-hmm. So let's riot. Yeah. And so what's the difference here? Sure, we'll we'll break things. Some white people just see it as a good time. Let's break shit. Or they're actually genuinely mad at the state of things, but they don't have to think about the actual real-life consequences that come with exactly. destroying property or being violent and so there are times when black protesters, in situations when black protesters would not incite violence, when white folks do. Yes. So if you are a white person on the ground, it's your responsibility. You should be taking note from whatever the vibe is of the black people the around you. You're not the leader. You're not the leader. Not the they leader. set the tone. Yes. Absolutely. They set the tone. So if you are protesting if you are participating in a protest if you're participating in an uprising the tone should be set by the black folks and that's it the people of color in the space (laughs) yeah Yeah. not 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 and, and i say the people of color meaning if you are in a protest and there are no black people but there are people of color there and you are a white person, then you take note from the people of color. That's the vibe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you defer and let the, let the, let folks of color set the temperature, yeah. let black folks set the temperature for whatever should be happening in your particular protest or uprising. Do not be out there feeling so, so much white rage that you want to break some shit or burn something yeah. unless, unless the black folks around you have already begun to do that. Mm-hmm. And then you are the lookout, nigga, okay? Exactly. You are the lookout. You are the protector. You are not the person there to be so engrossed in destroying property that you cannot protect the black people in your protest. Word. That's your job. Word. That's your role. Exactly. Use your white privilege for that. Exactly. And then I saw a video of um, this black woman who caught these white women spray painting Starbucks, writing Black Lives Matter. And they're like, why the fuck are y'all doing this? If we didn't tell y'all to do this, this is not what we do. Because they're going to say this is what Mm -hmm. we did. Like, what the fuck? So there's a lot of that. I'm seeing a lot of that. You can tell when a black person did not spray. There was something that was like, the colors are here. A black person did not. A black person did not spray paint that on a building. Right. Y'all don't even right. like. They're trying to, and I know those are provocateurs. I know those are people mm-hmm. who are instigating. I know those are people who are trying to incite these things. Like, how are you just like? It's just it's it's just annoying, and that is the part that also feels really different about this. Is because we've always known of these people in these protests when these things happen. Those people have always existed, but I think mm-hmm. that now because they have this president, that is like bolder. Like I feel like when we were in the streets, and New York is a very different place to protest in. It's very different. Like mm-hmm. our police are like the fucking military. I feel like when we were doing this before that. Right. If a white person got a little rowdy, we would be like, chill, and they might chill. But I feel like now, right. like, if a black person's like, chill, they're not going to chill. Like, it's just the white people who are in the, You know what I'm saying? Why do you feel like because that? Because they have this president. I feel like that white people have always known it could be unchecked, right? But uh-huh. I think that a lot more white supremacists are okay with inserting themselves in our shit in ways that I don't think they were before. So they're in our protests, they're in our uprising, like, in very different ways. Like, that's why Mm. these white people in these protests, 
Ooh, they. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it's like weird. So you feel that. like you feel like there are more white supremacists participating in protests. Yeah, I do. Than there were under Obama. Yes, I do. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I mean, under this presidency. White supremacists have been emboldened in general, right? So all the fuck shit that they would they would do or that they they've ever dreamed, they're getting it off right now. They're doing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's definitely not limited to showing up and invading yeah. what is supposed to be a Black Lives Matter uprising or protest. Yeah. So I feel you. I feel yeah, you on that like, for sure. Yeah. They wilding. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. A well deserved break. <laughs> money, 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 money. <laughs> money do you know what this year is what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women year. your money yes give okay. black women your money hashtag pay black women okay, yo okay okay so, so how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week every week Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamWithQueenAndJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two! Can, two! You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yo. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice. That's right. On how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes students who are doing the right thing and by me calling out your name that doesn't mean i'm calling you out it means i love you ellen Bruh. means i love you oprah and i know they give millions of dollars to charity every year but i mean your visibility and helping speak out for these people these young kids. That's what I'm talking about. And you may be doing something I don't know about. And if I and if you are, then I apologize. I want to see you, Tracy Ellis Ross. I want to see you, Tyler Perry. I want to see you, Drake. I want to see all of you. I want to see you, um, my friend Anthony Anderson. I love you. I love all of you. I want to see you doing this. I want to see you, Diddy, out there, out there doing this. I want to see you, Jane Fonda who I love and respect. I want to see you out here fighting for these kids. Get them. Do do something. I'm I'm appreciating Don Lemon's little go off. <laughs> I'm here for that. I'm, I'm going to be honest and say I still don't trust it. But well, I don't trust anybody, but I can appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. I can appreciate it. a go off. Yeah, uh, something. Yeah. I was like, okay. I, I mean, he's it. gonna be sitting there regardless, right? Either way, he's gonna be sitting there reporting the news. Yeah, it's, so if he's gonna be sitting there saying things that entertain me, it's, then it's great. I'm it's great it. ratings, you know. It's great ratings. So yeah, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I did enjoy it though. I did enjoy it and appreciate it. There are actually a lot of differences. I agree that this current uprising feels a lot different than Ferguson. Feels a lot different. Than, than everything that came before in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. So I've been, like I said earlier, these white supremacists, I think they are more inserted in our uprisings and protests, which makes me 
I don't like that. Get out of here. But then there's other differences that I'm noticing and I'm comparing it from most recent, which is the uprising after Mike Brown was murdered and Ferguson mm-hmm. and stuff like and you know, Trayvon Martin and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm noticing the pandering that brands are doing to us this time around and mm-hmm. so fucking quickly. And it makes me uncomfortable as fuck. I remember the Ferguson time where it was just like, People were not picking sides. They were trying to stay neutral or not mm-hmm. fucking caring or actually picking the side, which is to stand by the police in these certain ways and Blue Lives Matter and right. all of that stuff. And now everyone is pandering to us in ways that make me uncomfortable. And I know that we've been calling for this. We've been wanting this. But now that it's kind mm-hmm. of like happening, it makes me uncomfortable because I don't trust these motherfuckers. One example that I have was Glossier, which is a beauty brand. And everybody's posted something on Instagram about this. Right. Whereas Ferguson time, people weren't saying shit or they were standing with blue or they, you know, like it was just different. But Glossier Mm -hmm. posted something and they're like, we're we're donating $50,000 to organizations and causes. And we're creating a grant or we're granting $50,000 to different black folks who want to be in the beauty industry in these ways and stuff. And it's like... Thank you. Great. Why weren't you doing this already? Why mm-hmm. weren't you pandering it this way already? Why do people have right. to fucking die for you to fucking remember black people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? So I'm seeing stuff like that or instances like that that make me, like, really uncomfortable. Like, people literally had to be murdered. People literally had yeah. to loot. And it's like, are you trying to make us not loot your store? Are you trying to make mm-hmm. us not bust your windows? Like, right. what... What is going on, especially since right now, because of the pandemic, they're in financial crunches or whatever. Is Mm -hmm. this your, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It makes me really uncomfortable. I can't pinpoint 100% why, but it's a a huge difference. Right, um, right, right. From before. I do think, I do think that there is that fear and not wanting to be on the other side. The wrong side of, of history? Like not, yeah, like, right, on the wrong side of history, not wanting to be attacked on social media. I think that some of us have been off of social media, but I think that brands have been relying more on social media right now mm-hmm. because we're all at home. So, like, there's social yeah. media, their online presence, mm-hmm. their online stores, all of those things are heightened. And because a lot of us are... Those of us who are not in the street are engaging with this shit online that there's more pressure to show up online on the right side of this, right? So I think there's more pressure in that regard. I also think that right now, a lot of brands, for those brands who are not MAGA, acknowledge that we have no leadership, right? We have no president. So there's Mm -hmm. there's no other side to this, right? So before... When Obama was president, I feel like these white brands, these white people had this feeling of safety. They had this feeling of, well, we'll just do whatever Obama says. And Obama is not going to say that he stands with the protesters per se. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Obama is not going to go out there and walk with them. Obama is going to call for peace or something. Um, There was this feeling of... he was their president also. You know what I'm saying? So while he might say something that says, yeah, Trayvon could have been my son, I could have been Trayvon or whatever, he might say something like that. He also... We're calling people thugs. Was calling people thugs and not saying a lot. And so white people felt safety in that. And right now, white folks 
who, unless they're flat out MAGA, don't feel safety in the president. There is no Obama to protect them. There is no president of any kind. Really, the one that we have is MAGA. So you're either MAGA with him or... You're silent, which is not good for your brand, yeah. mm-hmm. or you're or you're finding a way to say that you are supporting protesters yeah. in some way. Mm-hmm. Some are going all the way and saying not all the way, but some are leaning into Black Lives Matter, and some are just saying that you know we support peace or whatever, whatever the fuck. Yeah. But yeah, more people are saying something. But Obama was everybody's motherfucking president and white people felt safety and they felt leadership in him even ones who were moderately like eh, about him yeah. mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying they had an actual fucking president right. and so i feel like white businesses are also feeling the pressure of not having a leader of any kind yeah you yes. know another difference that i'm feeling um when i say differences i'm just comparing this to when the last huge uprising was during like mike brown ferguson stuff just for reference mm-hmm. for everybody but another thing i'm noticing is that like it seems to be less police or like i don't know if it's less police or if it's like more opportunity to incite violence more opportunity to loot more opportunity to like i feel like there's a setup happening like it just was strange to me that like i saw a video i don't remember what city it was and this black man he's like how are all of these random bricks just Mm -hmm. fucking sitting here like this right Mm -hmm. in front of this and it was like whatever i can't remember what city but it's like a important building like why are all mm-hmm. of these bricks just happen to be sitting right here in the middle of this block just sitting here like they trying to set us up right. and i that was in new york no it was it was i don't know new york it was in another city then i have i did see that in new york but it, they weren't presenting it as if random bricks it just people just started picking mm-hmm. up the bricks but like why were those <laughs> bricks there they did start picking them up and throwing them mm-hmm. white folks in that video but just like why is stuff just around and available yeah. for people to mm-hmm. do these things, or like vehicles unattended. That, yeah, so many, um, so many vandalized police vehicles, and it's like, how they just, how is this van just sitting here? How is this car just sitting there? Right. Like, New York, especially in New York. Yeah, New York. Our our police department is a lot more structured and a lot more organized and uh militarized than other places Mm -hmm. so yeah so it's just and the way that new york typically deals with protests or uprisings is very organized so there have been times during earlier protests eric garner protests any 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 one of those names there have been systems in new york to where it kind of it's not a parade But it's organized and police show up and really end up kind of telling us where to go. Yeah. Yeah. Not that we can't walk, but here is where you can walk. And so they kind of they kind of coordinate it so that the chances of it turning into an uprising versus like just a bunch of folks like kind of walking around and disrupting traffic. Uh, is is reduced. Right. And and it's just like for New York is very odd. Yes. For anyone to be able to have enough access to a vehicle to burn burn it or, yeah, do anything. They've just been too organized for that. And part of what I was thinking was because of COVID, a lot of police officers, a lot of firefighters, a lot of those kind of like civil servant 
workers um, have been out of commission mm-hmm. due to COVID. And so I was thinking maybe they just have less working right now. Probably. Or maybe we're being set up or maybe there's some other shit is going yeah. on. It's just, it's, it is it's, really, it's bizarre, really bizarre. And then uh, the stuff we've been seeing yeah, in New York, just, like they like to, they like to kill us on their own time. Yes. Like they don't wait for a protest to they kill don't. us. So like seeing, honestly, even seeing a police van drive into people, yes. like I've, I've been arrested during mm-hmm. protest and harassed and they do incite violence, but it just seems to be like next so level right now. Next level, and it's because I know, because of our experience with protesting in New York, we know how calculated and planned out and like strategic right. mm-hmm. it is for the NYPD mm-hmm. that some of this carelessness, I don't... Like it seems intense. It seems like that's strategic. Yeah, it seems yes. like the carelessness it's is strategic. strategic. Like, like what how is, do you have what is on, that shit like, about? There's thousands of people watching you push your drive into people, right? And it's I don't know. It's just something ain't right. They know something. Somebody yeah. told them something. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they're planning for something. They have less people because they're planning for next week. You know, I don't know. It just right. makes me feel really uncomfortable. And maybe, maybe it could just be that at this point, there's more people who are on the streets. Maybe there's more people with, um, Oh yeah. I, w- I, I do. I do believe that there are more people. Protesting yeah. So it could be, it could be a symptom of that. I just know that mm-hmm. what I'm seeing is very different than what I saw around the last time that we, uprose in his way mm-hmm. all of these mm-hmm. fires is something that's just like and i get what you say i think that's probably what it is because of mm-hmm. covid reduced, reduced presence, presence yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. and i'm just like how do they just uh, and it's to me i, I want all the shit to burn i don't i don't care right. it's fine like right. we're with that shit but yeah, it's just it's interesting just unusual, it's unusual to right just, there's a, to have that going target burning here. for that long it's just this is right. just to get mm-hmm. all those photo ops, like mad Instagram pictures, like mad poses, like mm-hmm. we all get to get a shot with the burning target. It's yeah. just, it's, it's interesting. It's something I've never seen before. And it just really makes me wonder, like, what is next? There's so much right. uncertainty. Even though there was lots of mm-hmm. uncertainty the last time around, um, I don't know, for some reason, it just feels like so much more. And it could be because we're in a pandemic. So everything feels way more intense right. to me at this point. But it's just really, really different. So mm-hmm. fucking different. When you don't get treated right in New York, when you don't get treated right in L.A., when you can't get treated right in Detroit, when you don't get treated right in St. Louis, when you don't get treated right in, in Alabama, Atlanta has been here for us. This city don't deserve it. However, I understand that a lot of others do. But we can't do this here. This is what Congress It's sacred. It must be protected. Poor T.I., man. <laughs> What you mean, poor Tia? Poor Tia. <laughs> he did it to himself. This is what this poor is. Poor Tia. He really thought he dropped the mic on that shit too. He really did walk <laughs> off like he just said it, and that was it. You know, I like that he had his um, he had his quarantine hair going on. <laughs> I was like, yo, he didn't. He wasn't like he was like, I'm not shaving myself either. I'm gonna let this hair grow until I can get a proper cut. I'm just let me just come out here and say this real quick because my city is. Burning Why was he now. out there though? I mean, there's something that something that Rod from the Black Eye Who Tips says that I don't want to dismiss, right? So, like, yes, people have been saying coon shit, and 
Killer Mike and T.I. say ridiculous, uninformed things that people listen to because they're men. Because they're men. Right? Yep. Because they're men. So people, they're men. They have money. So they must, they must have the keys. They, right. So within our they community, brought out of poverty. that carries some level of currency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And and adds weight to what they say, even if it's ridiculous. But at the at the heart of things... Are they coons? No. Like, they do actually love their people. They are just often misinformed and saying ridiculous things. Right? So, I think that he was out there out of a love for his people, but also... No, no. I'm okay with him being outside. I'm asking, why was he out a podium talking to people? I know. I'm saying... I'm saying he was there for love with the love of his people, really thinking that he's helping by saying, everybody chill. We don't want to burn Atlanta. This is our black home. This is Atlanta is black Wakanda forever. But the reality is Atlanta is not Wakanda, yo. In Wakanda, you're not denied entry into your own home because you're a black person and we decided that you look like you don't live here even though you're T.I. and your fucking wife called the security guard and told him to let you in (laughs) and you were not let in. And if you was white... You would have been let in, period. Like that no don't anti- ha- that don't happen in Wakanda, T.I. There's no T. anti-blackness in Wakanda. There's no anti-blackness in Wakanda. So Atlanta is not Wakanda. Nah. This country is not ours. And that, that to me, is also speaks to kind of the illusion of freedom, right? Yes. So T.I. has created this Wakanda for himself, this feeling. And I think a lot of Atlanta, um, there are a lot of in- people in Atlanta who perhaps do have that feeling, yeah. right? They of like, they, this is our safe space. People... Right. People flock to Atlanta. People move there from the... Everybody moves to fucking Atlanta, right? And I'm not mad at it. Do your thing. Do you. But I think it's also that that illusion of freedom that, like, how I said, like, we've created this mm-hmm. level of freedom for ourselves where we don't have to engage with white people to a certain level. Yep. And that is a feeling of freedom that a lot of people who have white friends or work with a multitude of white people, a freedom that they don't feel in the ways that we feel yeah. it. And so I think a lot of people in Atlanta feel this level of black-ass freedom. But the reality is, if a cop can kill you with no repercussions, which can happen, if your governor is telling you, oh, we about to open all the biz- all the fucking barbershops and all the nail shops and you can still fucking get COVID, but we don't yeah. care, that's not Wakanda. Uh, that's not Wakanda. So... Whether or not fucking, whether or not this incident of police brutality happened in your state or not, it it's not unsurprising that people would also feel the need to uprise in Atlanta and burn down the Gucci the store. The fact and that the there's a need store, to uprise to was not Wakanda. Yeah. The fact, you know, like the, the need to uprise. Well, he was saying he feels like the need. there's no need in Atlanta. There is a need. That's why they did it. And that's like, I, I wish there was like, these black celebrities or black rich or whatever, like I know I'm not one who says we have to have a leader. So we don't. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's something about, I guess being an activist or activist leader that I guess keeps you a little more connected to the people because maybe the money or the stuff attached to that keeps you maybe a little more humbled. I don't know. You're usually not a millionaire when you're an activist. Right. Or a leader in that mm-hmm. sense, right? Malcolm X wasn't mm-hmm. a millionaire. Jesse Jackson, I don't know his finances, but I don't think he was a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So there was still some kind of connectedness to the people in different ways, right? Perfect? No, no, it wasn't. But yeah. So I think that now that we're in a space where we don't have those people, now we're like talking to these rich celebrity people who are like, 
very out of touch with what mm. little like T.I. don't know what it's like to like just be in your car and be scared when you're pulled over because maybe your license is suspended or like you know like just right. regular everyday shit that they're just not connected mm-hmm. to and then people are having right. these conversations about everyday shit everyday mm-hmm. black shit that they don't even relate to anymore it's just like I don't T.I. loves black people Killer Mike loves black people I don't doubt that mm-hmm. but there's like a disconnect um, huge. a huge disconnect there and I just wish people would stop talking to them because mm-hmm. this disconnect mm-hmm. is to the detriment of me. Because that's what people are going to to be the voice for me. And right. they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's annoying. It's really, it's really annoying. Yeah. I think that a lot of celebrities have. So there's there's what they said. But then also we've had a lot of celebrities who've had to come out. Everyone is apologizing right now. <laughs> Everybody has had to come out and apologize for the ridiculous thing that they said, uh, the the ridiculous respectable shit that they mm-hmm. said, the insensitive shit they said. Like black celebrities, personalities, influencers have been apologizing in droves all week, yes. right? For stu- for putting their foot in their mm-hmm. mouth. And I think that a part of this disconnect is that you have people who are not tapped in really to the fight for our freedom or the struggle for our liberation as a people until these individual incidents happen in their town, in their city. Mm -hmm. So then they're not connected to what's happening. They're not connected to organizers. They're not connected to the fact that, or even acknowledge that there is an organ, whatever city you're in, there's an organizer in your city. There's somebody who, this is what they do. This is what they do. Mm -hmm. And so instead of, People connecting to their community organizers, they're saying, oh, wow, something happened. I'm a leader. I have a platform. I have to say something. And because what the first thing that they should be doing is looking to the organizers in their community, looking to the people who do that shit. But no one respects the people who do that shit because people put so much emphasis and intellectualize motherfuckers who have made money. Folks who are wealthy, folks who have a social media presence or whatever. That we dismiss our actual people on the ground who actually do the work and do the shit. So these people, these celebrities, they show up and they say something because they're like, I'm looking for a solution. I just wanted to talk about solutions. I was just thinking about solutions. What can we do? What can we do? And the solution is for white people to stop killing us. That's the solution. Mm -hmm. That's the solution, period, bottom line. If you want to talk to strategy, you need to find out what the community organizers are doing in your community. community. If you live in a small town and you can't find the organizers or maybe the organizer that used to be in your town just moved and now there's a fucking void, find the fucking organizer in your state, okay? There are people who research organizing strategies. There are people who, we all know the Black Panthers, there are people who are well-versed in the strategies of the Panthers and carry on that legacy. Fucking find and tap into those people instead of waiting for something horrible to happen. And now all of a sudden celebrities are scrambling to find a solution and to be a leader and motherfuckers, even motherfuckers who run around saying, we don't have any leaders. We don't have any leaders. There's no yeah, leaders. Like this. There are community organizers yes, in every, every city across yes. the country. Find your yes. community organizer. Yes. Find the nigga in your life who's always talking about race or putting you onto some shit and asking them, yo, you know any organizers or whatever? Like, find the community organizer exactly. in exactly. your hood and stop talking sideways. Do what you do. And that's not 
I'm not one of those people who thinks that celebrities should not talk about politics or express their views or opinions, but that feeling, that narcissistic feeling yes. that I have yeah, to say I'm something. I know I, that people yeah. have been waiting for me? me to speak on this and I have to say something. Now more than yeah. ever. We have, no, you, know, you don't. You don't. You really you don't. don't. A good thing, I, honestly, I have found in terms of black folks, because I, I really don't expect every black person to say something. I do believe that black folks with large platforms should be doing what I said. Find the local organizer. Yeah. Highlight, emphasize those and, people and, and those and things or whatever. you don't but, have to say anything. You could point your followers, your following, whoever, you can yes. point them in a direction to those things. Here are yes. some places where yes. you can get information. Here's blah, blah, yes. blah, this and this and that. That's work. You're doing work. You're being helpful. You're being productive. You're being a part of the cause by doing that. You don't have to be centered in that. And you don't have to be the nigga to have a solution. <laughs> the solution is for white people to stop killing us yeah. and abusing yeah. us and stop engaging in white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. That's the solution. Nothing you do will be the solution. Okay, yeah. so like instead of coming to it with a suit, you can be vulnerable, like how a lot of us are hurt. You're a black person. You're hurting whether you're a millionaire or not. You can say, yo, I'm hurt. I'm confused. I'm sad. I want to send love and condolences to the family. I'm don't I've donated to the family or whatever. And I'm 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 with you all. I'm trying to process this. Yeah. You don't have to be the nigga with the answer. You don't. Okay. There are people who strategize and do this and debate amongst themselves. What's the best way to approach this? You, the social media comedian (laughs) who has to spend time learning the best algorithms to get your shit played on social media. Mm -hmm. That's what you specialize in. That doesn't mean you don't have an opinion on race. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to have an opinion, but you do not have to be the one to present a solution because that's how you end up with your foot in your fucking mouth stop it a good place to start if you are not tapped into shit if you are lazy if you don't know where to begin a good place to start is find your local black lives matter chapter see what they're doing yeah see what they're doing doing. a lot of these social media initiatives that you motherfuckers like to dismiss as social media activism are real life things that exist you now have a term you now have the hashtag black lives matter it is actually a term that identifies the movement that you can use to also google and find the fucking chapter a living breathing chapter group (laughs) of organizing niggas in your town Mm -hmm. you can do that you are not the answer you're not you're not you're not and then it's like it is okay to it's okay to be confused it's okay to it's okay to not know but this kind of narcissistic knowing is the part that is just like the problem because you're misinforming lots of other people like Mm -hmm. it's okay to not know but maybe look for that information you actually have the access to look for that information you can ask your assistant to google shit like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you have the access to get way more access to acquire information than the everyday person probably and you're not even fucking doing that like just do that it's okay Mm -hmm. like just do that shit if you really want to influence just you know do a google do do something (laughs) 
Like, do something. Do something. Like, LL Cool J got roasted. Good. <laughs> L, we know what those L stand for now. Caught so many of them. <laughs> but what you're not going to do is get me to just be an act like a moron or act like an idiot just for you to like me. Kiss my ass. I ain't doing that either. I'm not going to tell lies on Twitter or tell or act like I don't have questions about things just to please you. I don't care if you like me or not. Because there are a lot of like-minded people who do and who get it. And that's who I care about. Yeah, I get it. No, 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 no. Nah, no, no, no. My feelings ain't hurt. No, 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 no. My feelings ain't hurt. But you know what? I guess, yeah, my feelings are hurt. So LL Cool J tweeted, I wonder how parents of biracial kids feel right now. Okay? Because that Which, is something pressing that we need to talk about and know in, in this moment. Shut up, <laughs> yo. Shut up. Shut up. But I, I think that it came. What he was saying, to, to translate that, I wonder how white parents who have black, black kids, kids feel, feel about right this right now. And I feel like, I feel like there's been on social media, which is where so many of us who are at home are on. There's been this big investment on what are white people doing? What are white people thinking? I'm going to dedicate as a black person. I'm dedicating all of my posts to my white followers. So I'm not going to post any content warnings. I'm going to continue to repost and reshare this black death, black trauma, black murder, because I need my white followers to know know what I have to teach them. I have to educate them. I have to be there for them. If they say something good, I have to applaud them because we have to raise white people like children. We have to (laughs) celebrate them when they say something good about yeah. black people because we want to encourage yep. them it is not our job to raise white people on social At media all. it is not our like you have I, I really do think yo center the black people in your life ll why are you thinking about white parents right now yo it's black people every day we think and, and i understand the question i guess but keep it to yourself i don't understand yo. the question because why that's still a white parent <laughs> Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. and mm-hmm. white people generally, even if they have a black child, white people generally do not think about race in ways that every, they don't have to think about being white every day. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be reminded about being white every day. There's no need. Like, why? Why? I don't fucking care about how a white mother feels about having a black kid. Mm-hmm. It's, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Like, you have a black child and... You haven't done the work. For, I don't know. It's just like, shut the fuck up. I don't care. That's shut not up. Question. Shut, shut up. up. Yo, everybody shut, shut up. up. Why do we care about how white people feel right now? This yeah. is a dumb question. No one cares mm-hmm. about how white people feel right now. Why yeah. do you have to like everybody go through the crevices of your it. mind to like mm-hmm. think about the feelings of white people now? Yeah. This week? It's tired. This week? Also... Black elite niggas, okay? Low tier, mid tier level black elitists. Stop telling me to move to Ghana. (laughs) Stop telling me it's time for us to go to Amsterdam. Stop telling me what to do with my $1,200 that I qualified for that is my own tax return. Stop telling me what to do with that money, okay? All right? If you want to go, if you think it's time that black people move to Ghana, take your black family to Ghana. Okay, if you 
as a black immigrant think it's time that we leave this country go back to your native country yeah okay go back there leave me the fuck alone alone. all right if i had the resources i would move myself maybe i would move myself and my whole entire extended family to ghana sure perhaps right because for real when is this gonna stop sure but stop talking to me like y'all are so like black people are so dumb and we haven't we need to put our money together and pool our resources and uproot because this country don't want us that's not an option for a lot of us and a lot of us don't want to fucking leave here because we have history and we have roots here and we should be able to get up off it right here we should be able to pop off here if you want to leave take your money and go If you want to leave, say, hey, I'm going to Ghana. If anybody wants to pull in, this is where I'm going. This could be cool. Do that shit. But stop talking to fucking poor black folks and niggas who have responsibility to other people here and fucking motherfuckers who don't want to leave here, whatever. Stop talking to us like we don't know what's happening, like we're ignorant or whatever. I had two niggas from two whole separate parts of my life talk to me lecture me about moving to ghana one of my friends again quote unquote had the nerve to tell me oh well you know you could, it's really not that expensive it really is less than the cost of a house i'm like a house when when Where? do you know me to have been looking to when purchase a, a home like, what the fuck are you talking who are you about? talking to oh that's annoying anyway. the thing that annoys me about that as well especially as a black american is like it's like another way of saying that this shit is not mine like right. we built this shit like this is right. And of of course, there's like a twisted history and blah, 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 blah. But like, this is a lot of black people's homes. Like, where the fuck are we Mm -hmm. going? Like, you may be someone who has family who immigrated here. So you have an option. You have, where the fuck are we going? Where are we going? Mm -hmm. Like, on some real shit. Where are we going? Ghana. Where the fuck are we going? Go to Ghana. Where are we going? Amsterdam. Where the fuck are we going? Like, seriously, where are we going? Mm Mm-hmm. We've been here how mm-hmm. many years and we didn't go nowhere. Where we going? Mm-hmm. Well, that's our own fault, by the way, <laughs> from the people who are mentioning this. That's our own ignorant fault. Like, what the fuck? So. And not everybody mm-hmm. is a person who is... Some people are fight. Not everybody is flight. And you got to respect right. the way the different ways that people deal with this shit. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's annoying. Yeah. But really, dead ass, where the fuck we going? I don't know. I'm an American, right? And I'm an ignorant Mm -hmm. American when it comes to the rest of the world because that's how we are Americanized, right? Where the Mm. fuck am I going? Dead Press said I'm African, (laughs) so I'm African. And I know what's happening because I'm African. I'm African. And I know what's happening, which I'm not mad at that. I am. But also, leave me the fuck alone. Go to Ghana. Leave me alone. Send me a postcard. You know, I don't know shit about the world. You know, like, let's let's be for real. Right. Where we going? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's enough of that. <laughs> that's enough of that. Yes, yes. That was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot. Let's get into some fucking resources, yo. Yes. Let's get into some good good things. Yes. So we put together a few links for you all of mental health and kind of wellness resources because this shit is a lot. We are going to have all of these links in the show notes, but I'm going to let you know what some of those are now. So there is the Family Care Community Care Self-Care Toolkit. Um, and that was put together by the Association of Black Psychologists. It actually has really good resources in there. It's just basically like a two-pager of like 
suggestions of things to do, things that are, you feel that are okay, and you know, stuff like that is really cool. Then there is another one, Surviving and Resisting Hate, a toolkit for people of color, similar to the family care one, but kind of just affirming, like, if you feel that hate is happening, it is happening. You know, because people try to make it feel like, this is no, well, maybe, you know, like that type of stuff. So it's affirming mm-hmm. in that way. There is the Black Lives Matter Meditation for Healing and Racial Trauma. On that site, they have, I think, three guided meditations for you to do, and they are about healing racial trauma, specifically for that type of thing. They're not screaming trauma at you, though. It is a kind of peaceful meditation, guided meditation, affirming your blackness, affirming, you know, like that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's a resource for you. And then Therapy for Black Girls, if you are looking for a therapist or looking just for a resource that podcast does have lots of great conversations that are really really helpful the instagram actually is really really helpful they have a facebook group that is really really helpful and affirming and helpful in that way so Mm -hmm. those are things that you can tap into to help with your mental wellness in this time because it is important you cannot pour yourself into something else if you are empty so these are ways to kind of fill yourself up again, get yourself together and all of that stuff. So we wanted to make sure we left you all yeah. with something because it's a fucking lot. If yeah. It's a lot. And, and there's value. There's value in us. There's value in our people. There's value in who we are. We are fucking dope, yo. Yeah. Flight, flying, going to Ghana or not, staying here <laughs> or not. We're fucking dope. We are fucking dope. Our communities are valuable. Our people are valuable. Mm -hmm. We are valuable. Being a New Yorker and watching gentrification take place, like, I am not my block. Like, my block is not, like, who I am. So if that shit burns down in an uprising, like, my people are, that's that's where my family lies. That's where my identity lies. That's where who I am lies. So... Um, people over property, white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism has been property over people, but it's really, it's people over property. So if the shit has to burn for people to understand what's what, the shit has to burn. Yeah. I'm not telling you niggas to burn shit. I'm saying if niggas burn shit, if it niggas happens, burn shit. it happens. That's what I I'm would saying. like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. I'm not, I don't want you to go around burning things. Oh, boy. So we did a motherfucking we show. Did. We did. We did a motherfucking show. Stop posting about looters. Shut the fuck up. You're not on the ground. You're not organizing. You don't even know who the fucking community organizer is in your hood. Shut the fuck up. If you're not on the ground, don't, even know what a community don't center lecture is, nobody. <laughs> you have no idea. Don't lecture nobody about fucking looters, yo. And don't be posting no shit. Somebody posted something about a black winery or some shit that was targeted. Shut the fuck up, yo. <laughs> oh, shut up. I'm going to say something. So people are talking about certain black businesses that were looted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Two things. They could have been looted from people who are not even from that city, who don't even know. Right. So that's one, mm-hmm. right? So that's not like someone is intentionally doing that. Two, if mm-hmm. you're a black business that operates in white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism that way, and you're not a community-ass person, People are not going to respect you in that way. Like, we know that there was right. somebody's whatever, and it was like, nah, we're not going to do this to miss blah, blah, blahs, whatever. Mm-hmm. So if you're not even operating in a sense where you are are contributing to the community and being a community-ass bitch in ways that we present here, right. and you are embedded in property over people, and you present mm-hmm. in that way, then you know, well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> 
somebody who posted Maybe. somebody's like this is what happened to this business it was like burnt up like like liquor bottles like singed bottles um relax <laughs> relax like, okay you know, how how like how much were you relax. contributing to the community anyway that as soon mm-hmm. as they got enraged i'm assuming that i'm talking about if it's a black person that soon right. as they got enraged, they burned just it down. Were you operating the white supremacy? Probably. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I also, think a lot of it was burned up. from people who weren't aren't from the cities. Like I think people was just like, ah, right, that's right, what right, I think. Right, probably. You know. Probably. But I just want to take extend that to black businesses. Like, how are you operating anyway? Since we since now mm. is an emphasis on like the black businesses. How are you yeah. operating? How are you treating the communities that you're in? All that I'm saying. <laughs> is that if your friend sends you pictures of their business that's burnt don't post that shit on fucking facebook <laughs> shut the fuck up you haven't said shit else this is what you have to say oh gosh fuck out of here i didn't here. even know your friend had a business it's the first time you said it <laughs> <laughs> shut oh, up your yo. friend got a business wow shut up <laughs> shut up i haven't even seen you pose before this is what you have time to do <laughs> shut up yo Oh God! Anyway, yeah. Juneteenth, yo, please save the date. We want everybody to come and kick it with us. Juneteenth virtual kickback. Save the date, June nineteenth, Friday, June nineteenth, from nine p.m. to eleven p.m. We will be there, hanging out, kicking it. We will have friends coming through to kick it with us. Okay, on the Zoom, and we're excited Let's about it. We want it. you to join Just us too. Just can't, can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 uh. why were they doing that in there okay sorry go ahead i don't know man the 90s were something so we will either have the link to that shit in the, in the show notes so you can rsvp yep. or you can fucking follow us on social media and we'll let you know when that link is motherfucking Available. ready yeah anything else five make sure you follow us on the social media we on instagram and twitter at T with QJ. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook. Just search for us there. Send us email, mm-hmm. T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Donations, donations, donations. Go to our website, T with Queen and mm-hmm. We have lots of stuff going on there. We love if you go there. And I think that is all. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that's it. We got this. We are fucking dope. We are awesome. And we're going to get through and this. We're yeah. enough. You're fucking enough. We are enough. We are enough. Our hashtag for the week is Black Lives Matter. Say her name. And all Black Lives Matter. Yes, yes, yes. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia. T with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. And 2020, all black people need to be allowed to steal. I don't give a fuck. And that's on fuck you. Bitch, 2020, we stealing all year. Fuck that shit. Because, bitch, they steal from us. They stole our blackness. They stole our products. They stole our hair. They stole our outfits. They stole our words. And, bitch, we don't even get to have a job, a nine-to-five job. And y'all bitches is millionaires off blackness. Nah, bitch. 2020, we stealing all motherfucking year, bitch. They need to make a fucking Postmates for stealing. Bitch, I need to go and log into a motherfucking app and fucking pay somebody to go steal some shit for me. Because, bitch, y'all not about to keep motherfucking selling. I'm not abiding no mother. We abiding laws? What the fuck did that sound like, bitch? No, bitch. 2020 be stealing all motherfucking year. And that's what I'm fuck you. If you don't like it, go suck a dick. How about that?